0: Hi, and welcome everyone to the I Have a Dream podcast, where host Rajan Navani initiates candid conversations with industry leaders and experts to explore their aspirations for India as we enter a golden period. Rajan is the national chairman of CII's Council on Future Businesses, India at 75, and the Artificial Intelligence Task Force, and chairman, managing director, and CEO of Jet Synthesis. Today's episode features Ashutosh Gupta, Country Manager, LinkedIn India, where he talks about skill-based hiring, networking, and social media's role in business growth. To find out more, stay tuned.
1: LinkedIn is is something that we all identify with particularly from the business world. I think it connects us in a manner that is very meaningful and has really opened up opportunities for business, for collaboration, for growth, for new job seekers in a manner that has never existed maybe 15, 20 years ago in India. So we've come a long way, you know, from India at 60 to India at 75, but here we are with you Ashutosh to really see how you would envisage the Amrit Kal, you know, as our honorable prime minister likes to call it, you know, the next 25 years for India, you know, how are they going to really be the golden years and really what can we do as a country To really make sure that not only we capture the aspirations of the people of India, but are also really able to build a position of leadership, you know, that positions us very differently in the global context than from where we are today. So firstly, thank you for joining us. And, you know, you are leading a very interesting platform, you know, something that, you know, we always talk about, you know, social media and different aspects, but this is one aspect of social media that has transformed the business landscape, you know, particularly Mm -hmm very very differently in the years that you know uh, we've seen but where does it go from here and maybe you know to begin with would love for you to highlight some of the positive you know changes that you know something like linkedin and other social media platforms like yours have brought you know to to into the lives of people in india but also into businesses and you know other aspects of what we really look to do because one of the areas you know ashutosh is that We always believe that India's economic strength will be derived from its technological vitality. Mm -hmm. And this is a platform that brings both of these together. It creates transparency. You know, it's got moral leadership in there. So many, many aspects coming together. So over to you to share your opening thoughts and then we'll just make it conversational and go from there.
2: Yeah, first of all, Rajan, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, This is a topic which is relevant and uh, personal passion as well, right? India, uh, we all... I love India. We all want India to do well. And India is on a path where all of that is achievable, right? So uh, it's, uh, it's great to be here and talk about how, what are the things we need to do to get there when India turns 75 in 2040, uh, 2047, right? So coming back to your question, uh, you know, social media definitely are forced to reckon right uh, these days with the increased digital penetration across world and India as well. Uh, I think social media has become relevant uh it's no longer just a place where you go for entertainment but it is very very helpful in our daily lives in the businesses we run in the work we do right so in this ever-changing world uh, people on social media platforms from time and time again come together to help each other find opportunities be more productive and learn new, new skills i mean india second wave uh, i saw how how many people were coming together even on linkedin to form communities, to form groups, to help each other, to to find ways to solve those problems. And it was it was amazing to see how communities come together. And social media, because of the digital and one, because also we were in the lockdown, really helps those communities come together and helps them find a voice and help each other. We're also seeing record level of engagement on social media platforms uh, and a spike in conversations since pandemic for obvious reasons. When we are stuck at home, when we are uh, working from home, the need, to connect still remains right you know it's it's a human need right you can't just be living by yourself we live in a society in a community and that's where we need to co- connect and converse is there and LinkedIn is a plus social media platform in that space and for us connecting professionals and companies is mission critical and that's what we do right and and, and that value proposition has come to fore even even last few years it's become really important for companies and individuals to connect and transact, network, and uh, derive value from each other. Uh, India is now the fastest growing market globally, right? And uh, six people are hired every minute on LinkedIn just to share the kind of impact this is having uh, on the overall economy. Uh, We have also seen how social media creators have led the conversation uh, around key cultural aspects of the organization, such as diversity and inclusivity, which has paved the way of a new future of work And that's a part of social media this conversation spark things which become very very relevant and then they become into mainstream policy thinking mainstream companies policy thinking as well so diversity and inclusion has been one of those things which uh, our members are talking about our uh, employees from the companies are talking about and a lot of companies are now thinking through their diversity and inclusion policy thinking through inclusivity and representation for example Accenture has moved closer to its goal of 50-50 representation with women now uh, comprising 45% of the company workforce. So some of these conversations are making tangible changes uh, in companies' thinking and policies, right? And lastly, that's the potential of social media in today's day and age is to influence behavior and give people the power to define what the future should look like, right? So it's really powerful. I think the purposeful aspect of the social media, the constructive aspect of the social media is really important for the society and the community to grow and become much more meaningful to the humankind.
1: Tell me, Ashutosh, you know, a lot of social media is also viewed, you know, from a false, you know, people project something that are not, you know, how do you really build trust in a digital world of social media, the way it is like, as LinkedIn, right? How do you look at, you know, keeping the best out there and Really, you know, separating the rest from that. Yeah,
2: uh, great question. I think uh, I'll use uh, a movie's dialogue, right? With great powers comes greater responsibility, more accountability, right? And at LinkedIn, we lead with trust. Uh, Trust is our core value uh, and everything we do and just not on the social media platform when we run the company on trust angle, right? So if we break that trust with our members, uh, right, you know, it's very difficult to gain it back. Right, so a lot of effort goes uh, inside the company, even on the platforms, to make sure that we don't break that trust angle. We have been rated as the number one trusted platform for many, many years by multiple organizations globally. Right now, how do you build that trust? Uh, and as you rightly said, how do you make sure that uh, the things on the platform are uh, correct? And then, uh, you know, uh, and the Give ways for members to raise issues if they see some issues. And that's where we have built a whole ecosystem of uh, giving those uh, opportunities and options to the members that they can raise issues. They can raise flags when they see something on the platform which is not doesn't look valid. Um, By the way, our member base is one of the most important factors to keep that trust alive. A lot of members reach out saying, hey, this is not correct. Can you fix this? This is not true. Can you fix this right so i think uh they they keep an eye and they keep us very much uh, uh you know making sure that we do the right things on the platform from a company perspective uh using both technology and humans uh to keep all the bad elements out of the social media uh, of our platform that's how we really maintain that high level of trust on the platform i
1: actually believe that all of this will add to responsible businesses you know moving forward You know, platforms like yours are actually shaping business behavior, right? Uh, Because of the existence, because companies need to look good on, say, a LinkedIn platform, you know, they are transforming some of their processes, you know, many things like that. You know, as we move, you know, towards India and country, Indian businesses need to grow and scale, right? I mean, India at 75 as CII, you know, over the past 15 years, I think the vision has touched. You know, different chords of society. Technology is going to play a very key role. Taking on from from what you were just talking about, LinkedIn is actually shaping business behavior, right? For enable our companies to grow. Large companies today in the top hundred companies in the world, we just have about two companies from India, right? I mean, that has to change. We need to have 30 to our Indian companies. So that is going to require businesses, right, to. Really become probably a lot more responsible, bring a lot of governance, be able to scale. So some thoughts around how LinkedIn kind of platforms or technology even in general can help
2: shape. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think social media, uh, active social media presence has become a must for the employers, for the companies, uh, and it's it's really where literally all business transactions are starting. Right, and uh, let's let's go back a few years. Uh, websites was the first place where anybody would visit of a company where if they need to transact with that company right now that is still important but some part of that has moved to social media uh, your company pages on whichever platform you go are becoming very important kind of identity part of the identity for the for that company right now social media presence is important but on the other hand social media presence also helps you stay more responsible more accountable to all of your constituents including shareholders including your employees including your customers including your future prospects and the employees who want to join your your work uh, your, uh, your company right so uh, there are so many instances uh, which I can quote where uh, the online conversations about a company has either built or broken the reputation of companies and this indicates that company social media conversations need to treat their employees, customers, and stakeholders in the fair manner. So the work we do is closely related to overall development of any business from finding the right team to communicating with their consumers, and then brings immense responsibility for LinkedIn as more and more businesses come to use the platform. So there's a very heartfelt story of a cancer patient who was giving interviews while undergoing chemotherapy treatment in a hospital. The community on LinkedIn uh, wholeheartedly engaged with this story and it resulted in a CEO replying to him uh, on this post and wishing him well and promising him a job so there you go right like imagine the intervention from a patient who's going through chemotherapy and then he, he landed a job just because of that social media post right so these, this can become very meaningful interventions uh, for members and it's a great opportunity for companies to create a brand to buy participating in this conversation another example which I'll tell you which is more current which a lot of our uh, listeners and viewers to this conversation will agree there's a growing demand for flexibility, and how vocal employees have been uh, about on social media, especially due to, after the pandemic. It's been very clear that employees want more flexibility. I think we have done a lot of surveys where people have come back and said that uh, they're there for the very first time, money is not the number one thing in a job. They're looking for work life balance, they're looking for that flexibility. And now, this chorus growing voice around flexibility has led companies to think about what. Like how will they include flexibility in their work policies? How will they include flexibility in their talent brand? And now, you know, literally 88% of the companies in our recent survey showed that they're hiring specialist consultants and personnel to help design their workplace policy for the future of work. So this example shows that you can make a meaningful change in companies thinking, um, help companies be more accountable and responsible for their actions. And as well as a great feedback loop between the companies and employees on what they want and how they should change some of their workplace policies for them to become attractive, as well as for companies to share how what is their value proposition, what is their purpose, so that more and more uh, prospective employees can come and join their workforce. So that's how I think this social media especially is shaping up and, helping, uh, and paving a path for companies to be more responsible and accountable.
1: Yeah, no, and as a matter of fact, if you see the growth of social media usage from the you know, Gen X, to millennials, to now Gen Zs. I mean, there's been a massive consumption. Of youth, right? And I, I think today businesses are being built only using social media. You see the huge influencer movements that are happening, you know, the way people are actually seeing strategic insights that they garner from social media to really build their business plans. I mean, there's just so much. I mean, today we can't even imagine a, a business world without, you know, that being there. You know, and, and this has happened in, in, you know, in 15 years, right? Maybe even less than that. So where do you see the larger disruption happening using some of this? What are one or two big things that you will see companies, you know, with maybe LinkedIn and other social media in the next five years that will change or disrupt the way business is done today?
2: I think I'll pick number one, my, a topic which I believe in and a topic which LinkedIn believes in is the whole concept of skills, and it's the most important topic, and that's where the disruption will happen. Perception has already started in a way. So, it's become the new currency, right? If you have the right skills, uh, if you have the right skills for employability, uh, that is gonna be the future. In the past, if I can, and I don't mean it in a bad way, we have always focused on the past experience. Focus on which. You went for your education, and that became like the criteria to hire people. But no longer, uh, where, where the future lies is do you have the right skills? Can you demonstrate those skills? And then you will get the job, right? So I think skill based hiring uh, is going to be the future, and that's where the maximum disruption is going to happen. It's a new concept in a way. Uh, if you ask me, uh, you know, literally, there are companies out there which are removing all identifiable. Uh, things on the resume, so that you you don't hire because of a gender, because of a particular college, you don't hire because of particular past experience. They are asking a demonstration of the skills, projects where you can show you have a, a applied those skills. And in interviews, they are asking people, uh, they are doing assessments of those skills. That's a new way to hire. It's a new way to hire. My favorite word there is it's no longer the templateized hiring. You know, there's a template you would give a recruiter. I want X experience at X Y school, and you know, and that that's how they would hire. Now it's changing. Right? It doesn't matter if you have the right skills. If you can demonstrate those skills, then uh, it will it definitely will get the job. So number one disruption is skills based hiring. Number two, I think that with the digital transformation the country is going, and we have been on that path for many years. Uh, the digital transformation has been given a shot by pandemic. Uh, literally every business has to have a, a digital storefront or a digital version of their businesses. I think very recently uh, I met my CEO and he said that every business is a tech business now. it's just no longer one company is a tech company, every business has a tech company because everybody has a tech or a digital footprint right so uh, that's the next big disruption which is happening right uh, you know everybody business still turning digital so you're hiring your your marketing. Uh, your sales literally all of that will get disruptive uh, and uh, you know disrupted and there will be new ways new efficient ways very exciting time in India by the way the digital transformation we are seeing across I personally witnessed uh, you know in last couple of years amazing success stories of traditional business transforming into uh, digital and really getting value out of it right so those are the two disruptions from my perspective skill-based hiring and the number two the uh, digital transformation which means some of the traditional functions will disrupt into the digital function.
1: Yeah, you know, today you can add the word digital before anything else and it makes sense. Or you add the word tech as a, as a you know, agri-tech, digital health, you know, so, so right, you know. And I think the skills therefore needed in that world are so different from what we have. And I think that is really where we believe, you know, given that, you know, one in 10 people is an in Indian under the age of 25, you know, if we can harness those skills, we can really You know, create a position of great strength globally because, you know, Indian talent is anyway being recognized very, very strongly when it comes to tech. You know, and now even the leadership of tech companies is just strongly Indian. But, you know, this brings me to a very interesting uh, subject because at the end of the day, you know, for a nation like India to be built, right, we also need a large part of those skills uh, to be used to help build the country, right? So, how do we volunteer? How do we create skills? or use skills, time, money, you know, to create an ecosystem that is, you know, engaged in in nation building, right? Because if in 25 years, you know, we want to get everyone out of poverty, we want to really come into a position of leadership, you know, how can LinkedIn, you know, building this volunteering piece for us?
2: Very interesting question. I mean, a small LinkedIn plug at LinkedIn, we say, you know, do, do well and do good. Right. So it's just not about, uh, you know, doing well in the business, but you have to do goodness, do good for the uh, society at large. Right. So uh, I think I'm seeing that. I think I'm seeing a lot of companies uh, being born from a sense of purpose, a sense of doing more than just the commercial aspect. And uh, especially you're just combining your last point. Here. We are a young country. We are a, by design from a demographic uh, perspective. We are a young country. Uh, We have a very large young workforce and many, many millions join the workforce every day. Young professionals, especially Gen Z, are extremely empathetic and bold. So they are more likely not to hide their feelings about how they feel about the state of the world. They leverage social media to ask individuals and companies some very intuitive and thought-provoking questions about their practices, processes, and how they can make a world a better place. So some bit of that... Uh, social uh, thinking, social service, social impact, whatever word you want to use, it's already uh, being, uh, it exists in the market. We just need to channelize it. So I think, uh, for example, the the question, in the, especially in the mind of Gen Z, is uh, not only where or what they work, but they think why and how they want to do it, right? So they're, they're thinking more away from the traditional aspects of the future of the work. So it's very heartening to see their commitment and awareness to the world around us, right? So I feel like right from my kids who are nine years old, uh, they're more aware of what's happening in the world around, what are the issues uh, and social media kind of gives us, uh, gives them that opportunity, that window to think about it. Uh, young professionals also becoming very conscious about the skills they acquire, which is amazing, right? I, I'm You're going to hear a lot of skills narrative from my side, because that's what truly we I, we have deep dived as a company and as a... Uh, as an organization, right? So young professionals are very, very conscious about the skills they acquire. Uh, With an opportunity for green talent growth, youngsters are more likely to pick up green jobs to have a lasting positive impact on the planet, right? So that is a good change which is happening. We at LinkedIn, uh, I think, uh, resonate with these leaders of tomorrow and are working hard to empower them with the right resources. uh, By harnessing the potential of technology, we aim to make our community more employable and future ready in today's disruptive world, right? So I think uh, we are, On the other hand, we also arm companies with the tools to invest in their own employees, uh, inspire them to learn new skills, and be socially more active. Right? So it's not about it's it's not one person's responsibility. It's not one segment's responsibility. We'll all have to come together if we want to create social impact and do more volunteerism. Right? I'll give you an example from LinkedIn itself. We have a program which is which I love, by the way. It's called linkedin coaches and i'll spend two minutes to explain what linkedin coaches is uh, so what we do is a bunch of our employees come together and what we run this program where we coach we mentor uh you know job seekers who face barriers, barriers to grow their careers and expand their networks to career conversations. so it's simply coming together and helping this community to help each other to tell them how they can solve some of the career problems they are facing right and through this program we have mentored several women entrepreneurs uh, women uh, women returning to workforce uh, women studying stem and recently ran a special program for women who lost their spouses in COVID. so that's how you you want to create that energy and uh, i think that's where i said just not the segment gen z is already very very much into it but companies have a role to play uh, by creating such programs by creating that energy and giving them time like at linkedin we give employees time so that they can contribute to the social impact, right? So I think, I feel like the next five, 10 years, this thing will really pick up. Uh, I see a lot of people even investing their careers uh, by acquiring the skills just just on the social impact side, right? So uh, I think people are waking up to the fact that uh, you need to do well and do good as well in the world.
1: Yeah, I think the theme digital for good is something that we all should embrace You know see how to to do more with it you know as India at 75 we've been running the India volunteering week you know Uh every year from you know 18th of Jan leading up to Republic day and over the years we've got millions of people you know involved and like the Tata group for example runs two volunteering weeks you know uh, around GRD Tata's birthday and others and you know get Tata employees to you know give part of their skills you know uh, to ngos to civil society to government to initiatives to local areas you know I, I think there is the power of that network you know which you were talking of and and i don't know but i'm just maybe thinking a little ahead but you know if there is a way for linkedin you know cii india at 75 to take this cause right at the end of the day you know ashutosh the value that you can add, you know, America measures that as a percentage of GDP, you know, the pro bono commitment from society, and, you know, can we get, you know, more people from corporate India to contribute their skills to really shape and build, you know, the future of India. I think it's very inspiring, but, you know, let's think further, you know, on how we can probably like that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You stole my words from my mouth. I was about, as you were speaking, I was like, let's short chat after this and uh, you know, figure out a way how we can partner together in that. And you said a very strong word, which is also something we resonate heavily at LinkedIn, the power of network, right? So another thing which you, I think all of us will relate to is the network gap which exists across in India, as well as across globally. What is this network gap? So you, me, Rajan, a lot of the listeners here might come from good uh, schools, good colleges, grew up in a good place. And by design, our network is strong. We have worked for good companies and that adds to my network and your network. Not everybody has that strong network. And at LinkedIn, we are doing a lot of thinking of how we're gonna bridge this network gap. Somebody who didn't grow up in a good place, somebody who didn't go to good school or good college has the right talent, but doesn't have the network behind him or her. How can we help them? Uh, build that network how can we help them get to that point because at linkedin we fundamentally believe that if you have if you have the same talent you should have the same opportunity available right? it should not matter right power of network how can we bridge that network gap is
1: also very very important it's such a powerful world because if you really see in our country even, even if you look at you know, those who don't have very strong networks or the way we look at it, you know, the groups that they are part of, give them their social respect, give them their social identity. right? And and today, we, you know, as a country, if you look at India, you know, we've been a country that, you know, has done a lot around group rights and, you know, with technology and personalization, you know, the generations are now moving towards an individual rights. Now, individual rights will require networks to be formed around on a different basis, you know, and and I strongly believe, you know, one plus one in that world is 11, <laughs> not just two. And if if that can happen, you know, it can really propel, you know, accelerated change in our country. So completely aligned to that thought of yours. And I think we should see how we can build like-minded networks that can, you know, make a meaningful difference in, 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 in different, different areas. You know, we've, Been chatting Ashutosh for half an hour, but now the next 15 minutes, I really want you to put on your future hat. (laughs) You know, we always say science fiction is going to become real, right? (laughs) It's already happening. So, you know, as you look ahead, you know, from, from multiple angles, you know, what's that India of 2047 that you dream of? Maybe take away LinkedIn, you know look at yourself the way you have grown a little bit from your personal story what's the india you would like to see in 2047 what's the india you want to leave for your next generation how do you think of subjects like that?
2: yeah it's amazing i mean as i was thinking about today you and me chatting in this uh, forum i think that question was big on my mind and i couldn't reach to a conclusion but i'll try and give all the different thoughts which came to my mind it's such a uh, it's a wide canvas when you ask that question there's so many possibilities But uh, the couple of things where I uh, kind of focus as I was thinking about was, number one, India has the youngest population in the world today. And I think we need to create uh, India, the vision for me, from my side for India in 2047, uh, it needs to primarily focus on economic development. And that's where I think the current government is focused. I think that's what we need. And it resonates somehow with the and i'm not trying to wear my linkedin hat but unfortunately it does unfortunately it does resonate with what linkedin does create economic opportunity for everybody in india uh, we want to create an india which is uh, flexible which is inclusive uh, and that is a very strong word because inclusive both on uh, digital inclusion inclusive both on a financial inclusion and providing the same opportunities to everybody uh, and that's what I dream about the future. I want in India 2047 to be primarily a skill-based economy. We should be known as a skill-based nation. We have all the skills which are needed for the future, right from digital skills, from manufacturing skills, uh, even agri skills are important, right? Uh, you know, So all of the skills exist and we pivot our thinking to make sure that we have the right skills in the country. And we create mechanism so that we can train people, we can upskill people, reskill people so, so that they, they have a bright future, they have the economic opportunity available to them. Now, as I think about this vision, I think there are multiple components or constituents of it, right? They're just not all left uh, to one constituent to figure it out, right? I think all of us as individuals, as part of this uh, population of India, we have our own individual responsibilities. Government has a responsibility to create an ecosystem uh, where skills become really the currency. And then of course, corporates has a huge responsibility to make sure that we move in that direction and be very inclusive in everything we do. So for, for example, uh, businesses must focus on uh, uh, right representation across different segments. We should not have unconscious bias on a particular segment, on a particular uh, set of people. Uh, we should be more inclusive. We should create flexible working policies, uh, including inclusivity in the workplace and then create fundamental uh, infrastructure within every company to upskill and uh, reskill our uh, workers. Uh, see, I think what's happening, the world is changing so fast that uh, you know the skill which you acquire today might not be relevant in five years or five, ten years, right? So it's very, very important to that have, have that infrastructure both in the country as well as the companies where you can train, reskill, upskill people at scale, right? So uh, my vision for 2047 is... Uh, an economy uh, which creates up opportunities for every individual, uh, uh, an economy which is inclusive on multiple dimensions, uh, and an economy which really focuses or lays emphasis on skills. That's what I think about how we should shape this vision for 2047.
1: Yes, taking everybody along you know, with the right skills is so important. You know, as you see these emerging things, we have a lot of young people who would want to know what are the skills that they really need to be ready with, you know, for the future? You know, there's so much, especially let's take technology, right? AI, and blockchain, AR, VR. I mean, there are tons of, you know, capabilities and usages. So where are you betting? Which are those few technologies that you're most on, you know, that will create a next generation of, of talent and skill requirement in the world? Yeah, I think
2: uh, we, so LinkedIn, uh, because of the platform we have and the amount of members we have, we have... Huge amount of data which we uh, kind of uh, look into every now and then to get those answers. Which you just asked me the questions you are asking me, right? Where should we focus? What are the skills which have become important, right? And uh, right now, at a very broad level, and where we are, are not going specifically into technology. The digital skills. Now, this is a large word. Like people say digital, I think it's 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 a it's a given answer. No, it is not. It's it has a very large. Uh, far reaching impact right so digital skills with the digital transformation which is happening across india we don't have enough digital skills in the country right so digital skills is number one uh, very very important right so uh, for example uh, an accountant might do the accountancy but you know how to enable some of that on digital is important right so uh, you need to learn the basic digital skills to get make it all digital right uh, i think um, you know um, all businesses are going digital right in fact in two years back i got a call from a manufacturing company saying it's locked down how can we get all our businesses all our functions to digital and it was a manufacturing company and it was such a such a, a deep discussion and enlightening discussion to get them to go digital in their endeavors right so coming back to it like anything digital that's the number one skill requirement we have, we do a uh, lot of research, we share a lot of data with our members and in India as well, on what are the top skills you should be focused on, right. So some of the top skills we are hearing a lot more as programming languages, uh, like uh, uh, Java, Perl, uh, all of these are becoming very, very important, uh, C++, there uh, then the, the databases. And because we are collecting so much data to digital, like any, any of those database skills or managing data is becoming important. Data scientists, uh, those are very important skills. Cyber security is becoming important. As everybody goes digital, like it's very important to create a very secure environment for people to transact online, right? So cyber security skills are becoming very important as well. So I don't think so I'm gonna focus on one particular technology, but I would say anything to do with digital, I think those are very good skills. Uh, and just to provide, uh, because I want to use this forum and this this conversation to tell people that we have come out uh, in collaboration with Microsoft and GitHub, uh, 10 key, key critical learning paths. We launched this like literally two years back, where you can for free learn those critical skills. Uh, we have LinkedIn learning courses, uh, we have learning paths where you can go in and learn those critical skills. Uh, I think we said that we're going to train 30 million people worldwide. On this digital skills, uh, and I think we are making progress there. India is a very big part of that uh, that ecosystem which we have built, right? So I think uh, anything digital we have to, and I think uh, that's why skills-based hiring is also very important because a lot of times we hire how much of experience you have on digital in past. That's not a good question to ask, right? I might not have worked in past, but if I have the right skills, I am as employable as anybody who has the past experience, right? So those are the couple of things to your question right digital skills anything to do with digital is something which everybody should learn it should literally be part of the curriculum of every college school going forward
1: what keeps you up at night ashutosh (laughs) what worries you what worries me is that uh, it's changing
2: so fast it's changing so rapidly and the world around us always looks a little crazy with all the world events i want kind of recap what's happening around us all of our viewers who are listening to this are very aware of what's happening around us it's uh, very easy to get digressed it's very easy to get caught in one of those events and lose focus right so I think I worry about losing focus I worry about not doing the right things fundamental things which are important Uh, and that's what keeps me up at night when I think about something like this right Uh, and apart from that you know the health and well being that's been a focus for all of us for last two years since pandemic so we need to invest heavily in the healthcare side as well right we need to make sure the healthcare is available to every every person around us and that's what worries me that if i'm caught somewhere in one of this health medical issues or any of my family member will be able to get the right health support healthcare right so those are the couple of things uh, i worry about but Relevant to this topic, India at uh, 75, right? You know, the big thing is not to lose focus, right? There will be things which will keep pushing us in different directions. Uh, You know, it's very, very important to stay focused because it's fundamentally about capability building, right? If we build the right capabilities today, we'll reap the benefits in uh, 5-10 years.
1: You know, I think I think you touched upon this point of the right priorities also. You know, and, and I think we got to continue to reassess, right? So even when we looked at India at seventy-five and we said we'll build great skills, you know, people will move into clusters, we got to create affordable housing, smart cities, sustainable energy. And here comes a pandemic where people are moving back to rural India. Right now the whole emphasis is how do we create that same infrastructure back in right. the villages? How do we make make sure you know aspirational districts you know, are not really that far behind in basic amenities, right? So that focus has also, you know, kind of shifted. You know, even from an agenda like one which is very long term. But you know, keeping that in mind, if you were, you know, to to draft something for the next two fifty days, you know, odd for India, you know, uh, you know, as as we move forward, what what would your top priorities be, and 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 how do we measure, you know, some of those changes, right? Because many great ideas exist, you know, we do have frameworks within which we can work. But sometimes somewhere in India, we miss that, you know, that last mile, or we're not able to see that impact, you know, what can we do to correct that, you know, it's a positive approach, right? How do we make that happen? What do we measure? What could be some of the parameters we should be looking at, you know, uh, so that we know we are on the right track? Some thoughts around that?
2: Yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's a definitely a I would say first of all on the lighter side it's a loaded question right what can you do in, 20, in 250 days but before i go there uh, i think last point you said about uh, uh rural like different parts of india because of pandemic now really need that infrastructure i think pandemic that way has leveled the field we were worried about more urban growth uh rural was getting left behind now pandemic has created that environment where with the growth we have to provide the right infrastructure across and the growth can come off from all parts right so in a way uh, we have to worry a lot about equity right you know i think there, the segments there are certain parts are uh, like the urban areas are probably more technology forward more digitally forward we have to bring other parts as well in the journey and because we are we are finding a lot of good talent coming from these cities uh, which were never really in contention because we were focused on urban urban centers we are seeing startups come from the cities right there's great innovation there's great talent available there as well so uh so equity is definitely on my mind saying we need to be making sure that all all are treated equally now coming back to your 250 days uh, as uh, you were asking i think what we need to do is uh first of all i think as always uh get the brilliant minds together so that you know we can further draft this we prioritize this in a reasonable way like so that we don't we spend the right amount of energy on the topmost priorities which will create the most impact uh, so we'll get the right uh, stakeholders in the room from government from uh, public from corporate so that we can start laying foundations for uh, for prioritizing uh, for india at 75. Uh, i think government has a host of plans already in place to help people uh, but uh, how we can build a meaningful partnership with uh, with the business side or the corporate side and have a good partnership there is going to be very important. I think uh, I, I would focus on the same, what I just spoke about. As I said, like it's a wide canvas when you think about India at 75. I, my focus was always on the skill side. How can we create more, uh, you know, inclusive environment for everybody? How can we make a digital inclusion? How can we make uh, financial inclusion, right? So my top priorities will be building us infrastructure uh, for skill development. And this has to go across. It doesn't need to be only in urban or it doesn't need to be only a particular segment of white collar. We need to create an infrastructure across a meaningful intervention to so that we, uh, we give people the right employable skills. I mean, I, I'll give you an example, uh, which was very telling, like uh, blue collar workforce uh, can learn the digital skills and slowly graduate or move into that digital Uh, economy as well, right? And you don't have to stay in that space, right? So uh, we have to create that infrastructure for everybody uh, to come into the digital uh, space and acquire the right skills, right? So creating skill infrastructure will be my number one priority. Measuring it, very, very simple or very, very tough as well. Uh, We can measure it uh, through platforms like us or through the economic databases on number of people with those skills, as well as the number of jobs which are being created and jobs being created equally and uniformly across India, right? It's just not only in the urban centers on a particular industry. Uh, right now, I feel like digital is slightly more skewed towards uh, like a particular segment, people who have those skills, right? And we need to change that. We need to make it more equal across, right? So from my perspective, uh, you know, my number one priority, uh, number one problem to tackle in the first 20, 250 days will be uh, to create How can we create infrastructure on skills? Uh, How can we get the right people involved so that we can do that skill? The size of the population is both a blessing and a little bit of challenge. Like a two, three skill, let's say a billion people, it's a massive exercise. It's it's not an easy job. I don't think so anybody has done that ever. But as you rightly said, uh, our talent is in demand across the world. So if we get the right people involved, both on the government side, both on the academic side uh, and the business side, will be able to tackle that problem. And I think measurement is, I won't say is a problem. You can look at the right number of jobs. You can look at the right number of skills, uh, which people have. Uh, you can look at, uh, you know, how many digital businesses are being are being formed across rural India and urban India. Like right? that will tell you that this, this thing is really picking up because one of the things which we are missing right now is the right skills. That's all. If we have the skills in the companies and the economy, I think we will ride this digital wave and we come out as the strongest country across the globe.
1: Yeah. You said never been done in the history of mankind yet, such a large, massive transformation exercise of capacity building. And, you know, the opportunity is absolutely right because this timing comes once in a while in the history of a nation, the global aging population. Here is a, you know, demographic dividend as we talk of it, how do we really make that, you know, meet, you know, because it's such an important topic, you know, Ashutosh and your LinkedIn, right. You're seeing this globally. Are there some global models of excellence that you think could be relevant to India? Some examples, something on on those lines that you think we can talk or you would like to share?
2: Great question. And I'm trying to think hard. I I think, again, at that scale, never has been done anywhere before. But there are pockets of examples which we can use and see how we can scale some of those examples. One thing which has happened, and just going back to your earlier point, we are at that point in time where there are certain... Macro wins, which are helpful, which are like tailwinds to this. right? The pandemic, in a way, uh, the f- whole focus on learning is very much back in India. I mean, LinkedIn Learning, uh, which is our learning platform, we saw in the first wave when the first lockdown happened, LinkedIn Learning course, uh, learning time in India just went through the roof. And I was like, what's happening here? I thought people are stuck inside their home. Why are they on LinkedIn learning? And what we realized is that people are using that time to learn, to upskill and to reskill, right? There were industries or there were verticals, which were, there was displacement happening, like hospitality, retail. And those people are like, okay, if I have to find employable skill, let me relearn upskill. And there are people who had the jobs but they're saying, let me make me, my skills more sharper. So we have the advantage of people being focused on learning. In India has been typically been good on learning. We, are, we we focus on learnability. Now, if we can make that learning more accessible to everybody, and make it more skill focused, that's that's how that's a problem to solve. Like, right? and there's a and I there's one thing which we have talked um, in the past is like, how can I find easy way to learn the skill wherever I live? Now, it can be. Typical traditional way of going to a center and learning that skill. It can be accessing a course, which is readily available on internet. Uh, It can be in one of those social media platforms where you can access it. Right. So how can we catalog this? How can we create a mechanism by which the accessibility of this courses increase so that, you know, if I'm somebody sitting in a remote village and I want to learn artificial intelligence, I have that access, right? And that's something because of the deep internet uh, penetration we have in the country, it's possible. It's just we need to create that infrastructure, right? So I won't go in details, but I had those conversations in some parts of the country. I'm really not at privilege to say that. But, you know, we are are thinking in those lines, saying how can we create that environment, that that accessibility where I just either go to a center or open the internet saying I want to learn X skill and there are options you click either you pay or it's available free and you learn that skill. Right. So that's how you can achieve it. Right. You know, when you do it at scale, having good access and easy access is the first step to getting there. You know, you have to make it readily available for the people. So I I didn't answer your question, but like, those are some early thoughts of how, how we can start to tackle this problem.
1: No. And, you know, uh, also the, the kind of technologies that can enable you to learn faster and better. Right. I think, augmented reality i know during the pandemic we we you know one of our companies got an entire installation done you know through augmented reality and trained people to be able to install a turbine <laughs> i mean that's that's the level of you know when the need arises you know everyone rises to the challenge and i think the pandemic has really made it important for everyone to be able to equip themselves with a skill that will enable them to earn a livelihood you know those who already have some skills how do you move you know, get an upward mobility towards those skills. How do we create a future-ready workforce? You know, in India, I mean, Ashutosh, you're so passionate on this subject, and it's come out, you know, across this this whole conversation. Uh, I think you're sitting in the right company with the right role. Uh, you know, and 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 I think uh, someone like you can really, you know, help mobilize a lot of this along with many other like-minded stakeholders uh you know in india and and i'm going to take you up on on that discussion as as we mentioned you know we've already crossed our time and you know i can keep going on and, and talking about india at 100 and and you know talk more about about this 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 common passion uh, that that we have both for for the country but more so you know how we can position india or help position india you know for the right uh position needs to be in you know, when India hits 2047 and really make sure that our next generation is proud of what you know we left behind for them. So again, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation, for sharing your dream, you know, for India and look forward to, you know, being connected with you as we move forward from here on. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rajan.
2: Thanks for the opportunity. And it was a great conversation. Last last thing for me, just not me, as a, as a company, our vision is to create economic opportunity for everyone first right so we are committed we, we as an organization think very hard of it so i'm 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 more than happy to work with cii with the rest of the uh, constituents so that we can start thinking about on this front so i appreciate the opportunity and I, thank you for such a lovely conversation really really intriguing and it really bounced from different places but it helped me think harder and we'll
1: continue working together likewise likewise thank you so much
0: This was Ashutosh Gupta, India Country Manager of LinkedIn in an interesting conversation with host Rajan Navani, where he shared his vision for India at 100. Thank you all for tuning into the I Have a Dream podcast. Stay tuned for more conversations where we explore what India has overcome and what India can do to become a strong leader as we enter a golden period.